Greetings all, Scotty Reed here with the Black Talk Radio News Commentary and Report. And on this particular commentary, I want to focus on certain types of black people, black people who I think should know better. Everybody, you know, I'm not one to condemn people because they don't think like I think because they may not know what I know. You know, we just have different um, maturation processes, but I'm talking about people who are putting themselves out as political analysts but and they're black but then they want to use their blackness to rally other black people to mistreat immigrants from other nations coming here to the United States and quote unquote illegal immigration again most of these people in my opinion are refugees and not immigrants they're not coming here voluntarily with savings and a plan to start a business and live out the American dream. No, they are taking grave risks to come here. They're putting themselves in the hands of human traffickers. Some of them are coming across a desert where, you know, many people have died trying to cross that desert into the United States. Those are not immigrants. Those are refugees in, in most cases. I don't have any exact data to point to, but I am aware of all of the destabilization efforts of the United States government in these countries. Now, what prompted me to make this video? Well, years ago, I came across West Thea, as I call him, Mr. T. West, years ago, especially as he was covering what was going on in Africa. That's why I started tuning in to him as he talked about how Europe was exploiting Africa, gave us reports from Africa, uh, especially, you know, when the Obama administration overthrew Libya and was telling all those lies. You know, I've interviewed T. West, but since Donald Trump got elected, I've known an ideological shift in him. And perhaps he's always felt this way about, quote unquote, illegal immigrants or these refugees coming into the United States from south of the border. So, I noticed since Trump has gotten elected, you know, some people who put themselves out there as progressives and then other people who are black people who put themselves out as political analysts, uh, political analysts are now on the Trump train when it comes to this immigration uh, crisis that we see occurring with these children being ripped away from their parents and then Donald Trump puts out an order saying, oh, we're going to keep them together as if that's a fix when what he's doing is throwing them into indefinite detention, more than likely in a private prison facility. I'm sure George Zoli of the GEO Group is scrambling right now to purchase uh, buildings and whatnot so that he can house even more immigrants and what have you, these refugees and profit from them. Um, so as you can see from some of these videos, illegal immigration or reparations, we built this. What, 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 what does that mean? What, what does that mean? What does that have to see? That's trying to play on black people that we have a choice. We can either allow Donald Trump to round up these immigrants, throw them into private prisons, throw them in the military concentration camps, uh, throw them into tent cities, or 
we can ask for reparations. Now, if you think Donald Trump about to give somebody some reparations, if you think the current Congress is even open to reparations, hell, Barack Obama wasn't even open to reparations for African-descendant people who are victims of slavery, of American slavery. So, no. You know, so I, again, there's a false, a false equivalency. There's no either or. We can be for both. We can be for the humane treatment of these refugees fleeing uh, violence from these destabilized countries. And we can also put pressure uh, on these politicians to finally pay their bill. And that is the bill of reparations. Everybody else got paid reparations except for the victims of American slavery. Now here he is attacking black politicians, likely to be Democrats, as you had this black mayor or this black politician who's saying that, hey, we are not going to allow the Atlanta city jails to be used to detain these immigrants and what have you. So what, how is West Thayer trying to portray it? Oh, she's selling you out. She's selling you out. Give me a break, West Thayer. I am a pan-Africanist. Um, I'm not so much a black nationalist anymore, but I am a pan-Africanist. And I try to follow the teachings of a number of people, uh, those teachings that make sense to me. And one of the things that Malcolm X said that made a lot of sense to me is that None of us will be free until all of us are free. I think somebody else actually said that, but Malcolm X said something similar. I think Asada Shakur may have said that. But um, Malcolm X said that we won't get our freedom until we uh, identify with oppressed people all over the planet, whether they're in Venezuela, whether they're in Haiti, whether they're in Cuba, and so on and so on. And that this is a war between the oppressed and the oppressors. And we know in today's modern society, oppressors come in, in various skin colors. Okay, so like Malcolm was pointing out back then, it's not so much a black and white issue anymore. Although, you know, blacks are always going to be enemy number one when it comes to racists and white supremacists. But this is a fight for, between the oppressed and the oppressor. And it's a global fight. So, again, if I'm going to pick any bones with any of these mayors, regardless of their skin colors, that's saying that they're going to be a sanctuary city or saying we're not going to use our jails to house these uh, refugees, then if I'm going to uh, bring up an issue with them is, okay, why don't you take that same approach with the drug war? How about you issue executive order or you... Uh, tell the police chief that answers to the mayor or the city council. How about these politicians say, hey, we're no longer going to arrest people for cannabis possession or marijuana possession, as some people call it. Um, we're no longer going to make those arrests. As we see, Canada just became the second nation to totally legalize uh, cannabis recreationally and medicinally. Uh, we had Washington, D.C. recently passed the same ordinance. We've seen different states in the United States who have legalized cannabis. So where, where are these cities or these counties in saying that, hey, you know, 
we're not going to continue to lock up homeless people for being for vagrancy, you know, because that was one of the codes that was used to target African-Americans after their emancipation. Okay, after 1865, um, and you had the passage, the so-called ending of slavery, which never ended if you read the 13th Amendment. Um, so that's that's why I'm making this video. That's why I'm giving you this commentary. I think it is, in my opinion, very disgusting when you start taking on the characteristics of the oppressor, when you start supporting white supremacist policies and you use race to do it. In this case, Westeros using black people, trying to appeal to black people, um, you know, using false comparisons. Hey, either we can either we can have illegal immigration or we can have reparations. Okay, who who is he kidding? And they become cheerleaders of white supremacist racists like Donald Trump. Okay, so I just I don't agree with that. Um, and it's just quite disgusting to see it come from a person like West Thayer, who I thought at one time was very conscious. But I'm also seeing that this is about getting YouTube views as well. Uh, whenever you got black people like you got Silk and Diamond, you got uh, what's her name with Red Peel, Blue Peel, uh, Candace Owens. Okay, um, when they align themselves with the Trump administration and right wing racist policies, we see that they get a considerable audience of black people? No. Progressives? No. Who? Who's come? What, what is their audience demographic looking like? Trump supporters. And we know what the typical Trump supporter looks like. It's the white peasant class that has been used as a buffer between the wealthy uh, white supremacists, wealthy racist suspects, wealthy white people, the, the slaver class using white peasants as a buffer between the between them and the African slaves and today between black people. Okay? So that's who they, they appealing to. I see right through it, man. And then, you know, I wonder if West they feel the same way because he's adopting the same ideology that these racists over there in Europe who are upset about all these African immigrants coming in. And he's adopting that same rhetoric, that same ideology, but he's trying to code it in blackness. Okay? White supremacy is white supremacy. I don't care if you put a black face on it. It's still white supremacy. All right? So does West Dale feel the same way? Is he sympathizing with those Europeans over there that are crying about all these African refugees while saying nothing about the destabilization of those African nations, which are war-torn, famine-torn, all because of American and European exploitation of the continent, all right? Is, is Westdale including in his analysis as I, I pull up this article I came across? Oh, by the way, Here's an article I did or a podcast I did in 2015 where I uh, had on a guest, um, immigration attorney Angela Chan, who had penned an article in the Huffington Post back in 2015 saying that the slavery was never abolished. And she pointed out the 13th Amendment, which says involuntary servitude and slavery shall be abolished except 
as a punishment for crime. So what we call a mass incarceration is really slavery. And as she pointed out, these refugees have not been convicted of criminal offenses. So then the 13th Amendment is being misapplied to them and they're being enslaved in violation of U.S. law. So that's what you're supporting, uh, West Air. You're actually supporting the enslavement of these non-white people who are fleeing regions destabilized by the United States government. Uh, is, is West Air calling out the Trump administration and Republicans? And this is not to pick on them or make it a partisan issue because the destabilization efforts in these other countries have always been bipartisan. So here you got this article from GrayZoneProject.com saying the U.S. government meddling machine boasts of laying the groundwork for insurrection in Nicaragua. Okay, let me just open up this article and read a little bit. You want to know why these people come here? It, it, it ain't because they want to come here because we got so much freedom and liberty here and this is the land of plenty. No, that's not why they're coming here. They're, they're fleeing uh, um, life and death circumstances that have been created in their countries by the U.S. government. So as we, and for those that don't know, and I have been uh, seeing some of the reports that Nicaragua is a violent place right now. All right, so this gives you some background. Uh, as Nicaraguan student protest leaders meet with the neoconservatives in Washington, D.C., a publication funded by the U.S. government regime change arm, the National Endowment for Democracy, boasts of spending millions of dollars laying the groundwork for insurrection against Daniel Ortego. Daniel Ortego, I would consider a progressive, all right? Some people might throw the label socialist on him, but he was democratically elected. So all you people that's out there whining about some so-called Russian meddling, which I've seen no evidence of, um, I don't I don't see you calling out the United States government, Democrats or Republic Republicans for their meddling in these countries, which have been long standing. They have facilitated some of the worst genocides to ever occur in South America. So it goes on to say Max Blumenthal wrote this article, while some corporate media outlets have portrayed the violent protest movement gripping Nicaragua as a progressive grassroots upswell, the country's own student leaders have suggested otherwise. In early June, Nicaragua's leading young activists went on a junket to Washington, D.C. on the dime of the U.S. government-funded right-wing advocacy group Freedom House. The Nicaraguan student leaders were there to beseech Donald Trump and other right-wing U.S government officials to help them in their fight against Nicaraguan President Danielle Ortega. So uh, again, I don't want to get sidetracked with the meddling issue, but again, this has played out time and time and time again in South America. Uh, we could just go across the border to Mexico. We should be considering in our analysis the gun walking scheme of the Obama administration, the ATF called Fast and Furious was put tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand weapons into the hands of criminal cartels with this scheme that, hey, they're going to murder some people and then we'll, we'll be able to trace the ballistics to these weapons which we have allowed to go across our border into Mexico. I mean, it, it, it was a big surge of unaccompanied minors coming here 
not because they was coming here for opportunity or because we got so much liberty and freedom. They was coming here flee, fleeing for their lives. So I just find it disgusting when black people try to manipulate other black people and use racist coded language to get you to support or to try to get black people to support racist white supremacist imperialist policies and they have no empathy uh, for the victims. You want people to consider your humanity and you rightly should speak out when your group is being abused but then when you deny the humanity of these people and deny the real circumstances, the facts concerning why they come in here, then I, I, I put you in the camp right along with those white supremacists, okay? You're collaborating with white supremacists on a global scale, all right? So anyway, those are my thoughts and comments. Didn't mean to even go on this long, but Westdale, you need to check yourself. I thought you was more conscious than that. And I, I just really think it's because you're, you're getting all these YouTube views from these white Trump supporters. All right, this has been Scotty Reed with A Black Talk Radio News Commentary. Join me and other independent black radio hosts on blacktalkradionetwork.com. And remember to support independent black media, its production, dissemination by making a donation to the nonprofit media organization, Black Talk Media Project. This is Scotty. I'm out. Peace.